Welcome to Doctors Are Drug Dealers podcast. We are happy to be back and excited to be recording our third podcast. Today's a very special podcast because we have a special guest on our show today. Our podcast is today is going to be about healing with a plant-based diet. Um, and so I wanted to invite Nick on the show because his story is super inspiring. Um, Nick is one of my good friends. He dates or is a partner of one of my really good friends, Carrie. Um, And so just really quick, I'm just going to tell Carrie's story just really quick. Um, So one weekend, Carrie and I were both mad at our boyfriends. (laughs) And we were like, okay, let's go. Let's get out of here. So we decided to leave, um, jump in our, jump in Carrie's car. And it's actually a Volkswagen bus. We jumped in her bus and we drove to California. And um, we spent the weekend in California. And while we were there, Carrie was asking me, why do you keep eating avocado sandwiches? <laughs> and I was like, because I don't have anything else to eat. And um, I don't eat dairy or I don't eat meat anymore. So at that time, I had, I told her that I was plant-based and I was vegan And so we kind of joked about it for the rest of the day. She joked with me about my avocado sandwiches. But by the next day, Carrie was um, ready to start eating a plant-based diet and changing her diet as well. She seen the way I was eating. She was like, oh, that's interesting. So she jumped on board and she's never looked back and she's been eating plant-based. And she took that diet home and she took that way of eating home. And she introduced it to Nick and to the kids. And soon enough, Nick also jumped on board. So Nick's story is super inspiring to me because um, not too long after that, Nick was then diagnosed with um, a very severe diagnosis, could be severe diagnosis. And he was brave enough to continue with the plant-based diet um, and order to heal himself rather than going a pharmaceutical route. So I want Nick to be able to share that story because it is absolutely inspiring. I'm absolutely inspired by it. And there are people out here that are dealing with the same exact disorder or disease and um, and they have no way out and they know of no other way out. And so I want Nick to be able to share his story and his way out. Maybe. Um, and I want Nick to be able to share his inspiring story so that others know there is a route. So, Nick, to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So, I'm just going to jump in and start asking you um, a few questions. If, sure. if there's anything that's too personal and you don't want to answer, feel free. No, no problem. Um, not to. Um, so, how did you come into a plant-based life now? <clears throat> Well, like you said in your story, um, Carrie came home from San Diego, you guys' trip, and she had mentioned that she is going to stop eating meat. And of course, my initial reaction was, no, <laughs> no, it's crazy, you know? I'm like, I, I can never do it. I grew, I grew up in a very, you know, Hispanic. My father's Mexican. A lot of meat, a lot of stuff involved. It's the fruit, we base our culture around a lot of our foods. So my initial response was like, no, no. And then she's like, well, then just try it for a couple of weeks. You don't have to do it after that if you don't want to. <clears throat> so we did it. And then when two weeks went by, a month went by, two months went by. And then we ended up watching uh, 
What the Health on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that that just confirmed a lot of things that we weren't, we were just doing it because we thought it was definitely healthier, better for us. We felt really good. And What the Health was just kind of a confirmation of what we're doing is right, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so from then on, we kind of like, you know, there was no turning back. So okay. over time, you know, we kind of pick up on things. It just gets easier and easier and easier. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, awesome. Yeah. So, Nick, tell us what shortly after you um, started eating a plant based diet and kind of got into the lifestyle. Um, what did you notice? You said that you started feeling better. What did you notice was different or was better? For me, I, I always worked outside in construction and uh, in the heat. And when I come home, I'm just kind of just done. I'm dead tired. And when I was eating, I didn't feel like when I used to eat meat and I used to eat dairy and all these things, I would eat and I initially want to go to bed because mm-hmm. I felt so weighed down so tired and I and I love to eat I always love food but when I started to eat more plant-based diet vegan diet um I felt really energized I felt good in the morning I, I never had a hard time getting up in the morning getting up in the morning was was difficult for me and then my energy levels was, was the biggest change for me and uh okay. Yeah, I I noticed that too when I first um, switched over to plant based. I was like, I had all this energy. I I just didn't feel weighed down after mm-hmm. every meal. Like, okay, now I need a nap after right. every meal. Yeah, so that just felt better altogether. Um, so tell us, what were you diagnosed with <clears throat> recently? So it started with, I was at work. I I developed like a a slur in my speech. Mm-hmm. And I went to work for like a week with it, and people mm-hmm. and people were like, "Hey, you know," I, people asked making jokes, so like, "Are you drunk?" and this and that, and they would go away, come back, <clears throat> and then I was having dinner with Carrie and a couple of her friends, and some said mentioned like, "Hey, maybe you should go to the doctor." That's kind of weird. How long have you had this slur? <clears throat> So I made a doctor's appointment next day, went to the doctor. He was kind of like, you know, th- there's nothing I can do for me here. You need to go to the emergency room because mm. by the time I order <clears throat> an MRI or any type of test that can help you, it's a week, it's a week out. If you mm-hmm. go to the ER, we can get these initial tests done he's like, I don't want to freak you out or anything, but it's quite possible that you had a stroke. And I was like, whoa, wait. And I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? So mm-hmm. I went to the ER. <clears throat> um, they did a CAT scan. Doctor came back and goes, looks like you had a, a minor stroke. Mm. And I was like, I was like, what the, like, what, you know? And mm-hmm. he's like, well, no more after we get an MRI. So we get an MRI, and the MRI confirmed several lesions on my brain, my neck, and my spine. Wow. So <clears throat> based on that, and then I was in hospital for like four days. <clears throat> they were able to do a spinal tap, 
And with the spinal tap that connection, they were able to confirm uh, the multiple sclerosis. Okay. So you, at that time, were diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis? Yes. Okay. Wow, that must have been very scary going through that process. Absolutely. I mean, the the part that freaked me out kind of was like, because I had had an MRI six months before then, mm-hmm. because... I had, I noticed this weird tick in my left hand, and I thought it maybe had, like, it was a nerve issue, and the only reason I went to the doctor was because I dropped a couple things, Mm -hmm. and they did an MRI, and it came back clear, so here I am six months later, and they're telling me I have seven lesions that developed over six months wow so he was like hey you need we're gonna give me steroids you want to put me on medication to keep it from progressing i agreed to steroids because steroids cleared up my symptoms Mm -hmm. which was the speech the numbness i had some numbness on my left leg Mm -hmm. Did the steroids, and then they sent me home. Mm-hmm. Went to my first doctor's appointment, my neurologist. Within 10 minutes of seeing my neurologist, she didn't even see my scans. I had my medical records. She said, okay, we need you to take this. <laughs> she Which gave is, you, She wanted to prescribe some medication. Yeah, to Jelenia, I believe it was called. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, what is it? I mean, I don't even know what it is, right? This mm-hmm. is all so new. She's like, well, this will <clears throat> help you stop the progression. But if it doesn't work, we'll put you in another one. Mm-hmm. She's, and so I was like, well, we don't even know if this is going to work. She's mm-hmm. like, N- I mean, we it's had a pretty good, it's like, I think it was like 48% success rate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm going to need something better than that because the side effects that they gave me was, you know, was crazy. Mm-hmm. And, it, and of course, I, I was jumping online and reading all these horror stories about the mm-hmm. side effects, the medication. So I was like, mm-hmm. well, <clears throat> but, the same, but at that time, I was like, I need to start taking something because mm-hmm. that's, you know, when you were diagnosed with with the chronic illness, you think that there's something for you to help you, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. my mindset was like, well, I need to find whatever whatever it is they have for me. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> she told me, here, take some medication. So I went and I had to be screened for the medication and see if I can take it because it is a immune suppressant. Mm-hmm. So basically... It shuts down your immune system. Mm-hmm. So they had to screen you to make sure that you already didn't have some issue with your immune or that would attack your immune system. Basically, I needed to be screened to see if this I could handle the mm-hmm. medication. The medication, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just going to stop right quick. No, so go ahead. You went, you went to the doctor. You went to your, your first doctor's visit after being diagnosed. She didn't mm-hmm. even... 
She didn't even review your medical records that no. you knew of because you had them in hand. Yes. Um, you were there for maybe less than 20 minutes and Correct. she had already prescribed you a medication in which only has a 48% success rate. If and by is. success, it means just kind of maintaining and not letting it <clears throat> progress, but also having numerous side effects, including like sleeping all day, um, well, yeah, not being able to move your muscles, mm-hmm. things like that. Which, which, which are worse than mm-hmm. the the symptoms from multiple mm-hmm. sclerosis, right? Because you're you're a young man, you have young kids, you need to be up, you need to be moving, you have you need to be working, those type of things. Correct. Right. Okay. So go ahead. Um. So I left there initially going to go for the screening to start taking Jelania. That was my mm-hmm. plan. I, my mindset was like. There has to be something I can take to help me, right? Mm-hmm. This medication is going to help. So <clears throat> started to do research, research. You know, and not only is the medication extremely expensive, but all it does is they hope that it stops from the disease from progressing. And it's a very mm-hmm. short, short term. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I called the Jelenia people because they gave me a representative that I had to deal with, and I said, you know, I don't think I'm gonna take this. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you need to talk to your neurologist. So I made an appointment, saw my neurologist again, and I said, you know, man, I, I is there anything else that I can take because I'm not sure if this medication is right for me. She goes, well. She goes, you're more than welcome to go go get a second opinion. But um, I think she pretty much said, uh, we're done here. If you decide that you want to start the medication, go ahead and make a follow-up appointment with me. Mm-hmm. And she walked out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was like, oh, you know, I was kind of stuck. Like, what am I do? Mm-hmm. Then I, from that day, I decided that, you know what? that I'm not going to take a medication. Whether that's going to do me more harm or good, but there's nothing that... I don't see anything that says that there's a medication that's going to help me. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I left there. I went to I went and found a naturopath doctor and mm-hmm. started on some supplements and really focused on eating more plant-based foods. Mm-hmm. And... And, you know, I stuck to that, and I, my only real symptom I have is um, whenever I do a lot of physical activity, being that one of the lesions is where it is, it affects my speech here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty much the only real symptom I have, but... Um, so from the time, so from the time you were diagnosed up until this moment today, how long has it been? Uh, I don't know, like about eight months. Five months, okay. And so, no, eight months. Eight, eight months, okay. Mm-hmm. So eight months, and you've been pretty much able to heal and manage the symptoms um, with your plant-based diet and the supplements. And it's only been eight months, and you don't really see any symptoms besides. When you um, are exhausted from a lot of work, you may have some slurring your speech. Correct. 
That is awesome. That is beautiful. Tell, so if you don't mind, what supplements did your natural path give you? So right right now, the supplements that I take uh, are lion's mane mushroom. Okay. I supplement that in my drink. I also take vitamin D, a high dose vitamin D. Um, I juice, try to juice every day. Okay. Um, I take less lecithin granules. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, one thing that did start me on was there is something that's kind of not really talked about in this whole community, which is a low dose of naltrexone. So okay. naltrexone is given to people coming off of opiates okay, and uh-huh. alcoholics. Mm-hmm. So when you take a full dose of naltrexone, basically it blocks an, an enzyme that's created in your body that fuels basically when you take opiates or when you drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. So taking a low dose, of it, it pretty much stabilizes your immune system. It doesn't necessarily suppress it, but it keeps it from overreacting. So that's mm-hmm. the problem with multiple sclerosis mm-hmm. is that your immune system thinks that your brain and spine should not be there. Mm-hmm. It's so, trying to fight it. So it's attacking it. Mm-hmm. And by attacking it, it's, it's um, attacking the nerves. And what it does, it eats away at the, at the sh- basically this stuff called myelin, mm-hmm. which is what covers the nerves, it protects right. the nerves. And right. one, th- one good example I give to people who, who, don't really understand is like if you ever worked with with a wire like electrical wire there is a plastic sheet that covers mm-hmm. the copper so mm-hmm. when you strip that wire you take that sheet off so what multiple sclerosis does your immune system is attacking and removing that sheeting that sheet mm-hmm. so <clears throat> one thing i will say that has been probably the the most even I went to, I think, to ER on in October. I was kind of having a panic attack, and I mm-hmm. did, and you know since I'm not on any medication, I was like, I'm not, what's happening? I don't know if, if there's something really really wrong mm-hmm. because I'm still fairly new to this disease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So initially, I started with eight lesions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, four, four in my brain, two on my neck, two on my spine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I went in there, and of course I'm freaking out, like thinking I'm having some sort of attack because in mm-hmm. MSO you have like relapses attacks. Mm-hmm. They gave me an MRI. She gave me the MRI. Doctor came with the physician, sat me down, and was like, "Hey, we have to share something with you." that we find fair, you know, that we find pretty incredible. And that's, and we don't really have an explanation for it. We don't know if it's because myelin repair is supposed to be not possible. Mm-hmm. Like that once the damage has been done, it's pretty much been done. Right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> there's, again, the whole medical community is kind of divided on whether or not you can repair that damage. There's mm-hmm. split down the middle. So he came back with my MRI 
he said that two of the um two of the lesions on my brain were no longer visible. Wow. Two on my two on my neck were no longer visible. Wow. And the other two on my brain had decreased dramatically in size. Wow. So that's <clears throat> crazy. That's why this story is so inspiring. That is super crazy. I can't yeah. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah. So I've I've been focusing my time and in because these MS groups on Facebook mm-hmm. are it's kinda it's hard to be I joined that group initially and then I had to get out because you hear all the horror stories and what people are doing and it's just it's worse than having a disease in my opinion. But yeah. now I'm in there and I'm pushing diet. I'm pushing change your habits, change your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And people call them bullshit and I'm I've scanned my MRI reports. <laughs> Just so I can share them with them, like, here you go. Like, you know, there's an amazing movie by a man named Matt Embry, who has been, he was diagnosed in 1999 Mm -hmm. with MS. He's had MS for 20 years. He lives pretty much symptom free. He hasn't, he's never taken medication. And he does it all with diet and lifestyle. Wow. Absolutely amazing. So when I saw his documentary, when I saw his documentary, I was at a point to where I kind of questioned whether what I was doing was right. Because Mm -hmm. even though I wasn't feeling any worse, like I started to worry about like what's five years down the road, you know? Yeah, yeah. How's that going to look? Because the doctor, when I went to the doctor initially, he told me, he's like, if you don't halt this progression, dude, you're you're going to be in the wheelchair, man. And he mm-hmm. said that when he told me that, like, that freaked me out. Yeah. That's why I thought meds were the answer initially. Yeah, absolutely. Doctors will do that. They will, they will initiate fear before anything else. Of course. And- and then and then throw you a pharmaceutical after they do that. So you were brave enough to say, no, I know a better route. I trust myself. I um, I'm trusting these other resources that I have. I'm going to work with the natural path and I'm going to do it in the natural way. And so far, you've gotten great results so far. The yes. lesions, some of the lesions have been they are no longer noticeable. Um, you don't have symptoms besides sometimes the slur. And so that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. Um, so my last question, or I have two two last questions. Sure. Could you just tell us what you normally eat on a normal day? So if it's just a, a normal day, you're waking up from wake up to, to time you go to sleep. Is there, could you just give us kind of a rundown of what you might eat? Yeah. So every morning... I get up, I use, well, I eat about 10 to 15 bananas a day. So okay. that's a lot of fruit throughout the day. But in the mornings, I usually, I'm either juicing or I'm having a smoothie. And okay. that's, so I'll have a, let's say for this particular morning, I had a smoothie mm-hmm. and I had a bowl of oatmeal. You know, mm-hmm. that's, and maybe I think I had two bananas. So it's usually something like that in the morning. Okay. Um. Midday, lunchtime, you know, it, it, it all depends. Like right now, probably for lunch, I'll have a cup of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. 
just because mm-hmm. it's easier and I'm mm-hmm. going to be here all day. But uh, for dinner, we usually cook dinner six days out of the week. So mm-hmm. um, my go-to is definitely like some type of like either an eggplant dish or um, I think we have spaghetti squash or just some sauteed veggies. Like we make veggie tacos. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what we'll have tonight is just veggie tacos, Spanish rice, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I drink, I drink water all day. Mm-hmm. Um, keep, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. It's like, okay. I try to mix it up as much as possible, but okay. I, I never eat the same thing every day. Some people think when you, when you eat this way that you don't have enough to eat and it's, that's really not true. The variety is, mm-hmm. is, it's crazy. There's some, you'll always be satisfied. I found mm-hmm. so much satisfaction in this diet and this mm-hmm. way of living. And you just even made tamales with yes. fruit, right? Yes, yes, yes. And they look amazing. Yes, <laughs> yes, and they're so they're still here for you, by the way. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely gonna come and grab those. So, last question: um, Is there any anything, any one word or any inspiration that you like to just lastly um, leave for the listeners and for the people that may be going through the same challenges that you are? Just one thing, because I engage with a lot of people all day, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to this disease. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing I see mm-hmm. is people, like you, like you said, the system wants wants you to be afraid because mm-hmm. you being afraid is what puts money in their pocket. Yep. You know, and like there are other ways, and I I know that we're not all the same, but this works works for me it could work for you mm-hmm. you know awesome. I so it's like I try to get people before they do try their drugs and I tell people before I'm not a doctor I'm not gonna tell you not to take medication but before you do that try this mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure you're gonna come back and say you know what this is working so yeah awesome I I thought I wanna I was thinking one other thing I know a lot of fruitarians that are um, basically fruitarians are plant-based people that only eat fruit instead of Mm -hmm. even veggies but they eat it's one thing that they eat in their staple diet is bananas they'll eat 12 to 15 bananas a day is it a reason that you're eating that many bananas a day yes well I got that there is a local doctor here who's big part of the vegan community here Dr. Ben Benulis he Mm -hmm. I kind of got the inspiration from him but is eating this many bananas not only gives me, you know, I eat a lot because keeps me full, but, mm-hmm. you know, he told me the way our cells regenerate in our body, they regenerate every 30, 36 hours. Mm-hmm. So when you're eating this amount of raw food, your cells absorb the nutrients of raw fruit much faster than anything else you put in your body. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you, when I eat, by eating this many bananas, I'm I'm letting myself absorb all this nutrients. So when they regenerate, they regenerate faster and healthier, and yeah. I feel better. I I honestly, that's where I feel like I get most of my energy just from eating fruit all day. That is so awesome, awesome. Thank you, Nick. I am truly blessed that you're able to share this story on our podcast. I don't know. 
Um, how many platforms you've ever been on? I know that um, I would love to see you put this in a documentary. It is so inspiring, literally. I have so many people that ask me, well, how do you heal this and how do you heal that? Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I have a walking, talking friend. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. you should see Nick, you know? And mm-hmm. so, um, well, another thing, too, my dad is my dad is an insulin, was an insulin-dependent diabetic. Mm-hmm. And I pushed and pushed and pushed for him to change his lifestyle around, change mm-hmm. his diet. And I started supplementing bitter melon and my mom juices for him every day. Mm-hmm. And he's been off of insulin for two weeks. Oh, my God. That yeah. So it took six months for him to get off of it. So doing this. Wow. Beautiful. So he doesn't even have to, he doesn't have artificial insulin. His body has somehow mm-hmm. started yeah. to regenerate on its own. Exactly. That is beautiful. And not, and not somehow, but because he's eating more <clears throat> plants and he's introducing more health and nutrients to his body. Yeah, exactly. The insulin's not running away to repair something mm-hmm. that he's damaging in his body. Right. Anymore, so, right. All right. Well, um, that that will end our podcast again. Thank you, Nick, for coming on. Thank you for the inspiration. Well, thank you. Um, and really quick, I just wanted to give the end of that California story. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's pretty funny. But um, yes, we were mad at our boyfriends and we ran away. But um, at the end of the day, we got stuck. Our Carrie's um, Volkswagen bus broke down and we ended up having to call our boyfriends to come pick us up. <laughs> so we had a failed mission, um, but they love us enough that they drove all the way to California and they picked us up and drove us five hours back home to Arizona. <laughs> so Nick is an awesome person. Um, I love his story and I hope you guys were inspired by it. And we will see you again soon. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right. Bye.